You've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go. What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate each and every one of y'all for tuning in. Uh, you're not the reason why I do it, but I truly am thankful for everybody that shows up when I do. Um, big shout out to, you know, my son, definitely his birthday passed. So that's a big happy birthday of that dude. Um, 14, man, that that's huge. That's huge. Your dude is growing fast. Uh, I remember me at 14, I was, oh, I was already a lost cause by 14. Um, it's very unfortunate. I know it's nobody's business. I don't like putting his business on blast. Nobody knows who the hell he is or connecting it. So I really don't care too much, but his mom texted me last night having some issues. Um, for those who don't know, he's been up there with his mom. They have a better school district. I'm still living in the ghetto. Uh, so as he hits middle school, we sent him up there. He's up with his mom, but that's not going too well. He's just running a ruckus. As expected, you know what I mean, 14-year-old boys, I don't know how many people out there have done raised them or have been 14-year-old boys themselves. It is not easy. Um, that Me, personally, that was the age where I felt like I was ready for life. Um, life just wasn't ready for me, especially in America. You can't be a grown-up until you're 18. Um, by 14, I was like, let me just get working. Let me get going, you know what I mean? I was over school. I wasn't trying to do that no more. Um, but legally I couldn't work. So that's where I caught myself in a weird situation. Um, I had to be at school. So what am I going to do with this? I started selling weed and doing, you know, different things and trying to make money. Um, all of which are frowned upon at school. So they start trying to come up and figure out ways to bust you and you just on edge all day. And it was like, this is ridiculous. Um, eventually, you know, I mean, I just dropped out and moved out to Vegas, but Prior to that, I was definitely running amok at 14. 14, I would have been, what's that, 7th grade, 8th, 7th, 8th grade. I was expelled from school in 8th grade. Um, big shout out and RIP to Dante Cannon. Booty cuff, that's my guy right there. Oh, man, big big shout out, man. Too bad that, you know, he passed away. My last memories with that guy are amazing. Even though he was smoking salvia, for those that, you know, know what it is, you know what it is. Um, I never did drugs, but I definitely was always present. Um, and that, you know, it was definitely a drug, but it was a legal thing here in California for a little bit. I remember him hitting it and him just laughing, man. He could not stop. Just hoo, 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 just drooling all over there, just the type of guy he was. Um, I remember his wife like, are you okay? Are you okay? Him just laughing, man. Just laughing, laughing, laughing. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. I think that was the last funeral I attended, and hopefully that's the last one I have to attend for some time. Uh, I definitely missed one here last month, man. R.I.P. to Hollywood, man. Definitely, you know, that was a one of the guys, one of the dads on the block where I grew up as a kid. Definitely, you know, around my dad's age, been struggling with diabetes. I believe he lost his feet a while back um, due to amputation, and now... You know, now he's passed away. It's very unfortunate. My heart goes out to that entire family. Anybody who has lost anybody or losing somebody, they're all we, tough times, man, tough times. Um, we all go through them, you know, as part of life. We live and we die. That's just how it goes, you know what I mean? So 
just take every day, you know, just be grateful. Be grateful. I try not to take a single day for granted, even though I do. I, I take plenty of them for granted. Um, the shoot, my all of my, you know, my kids' moms would tell you, I take them for granted. I'm sure in many situations, and it's just you know, and it, it, it's it's interesting, man, because I talk like with my lady now, and um, not really my lady now, but my child's mom. I wish you know. I wish I had more clarity in my life. That would be the way to put it. And so I don't know how the hell to put it to y'all, but I definitely can't call her my lady because she sure as hell don't want to be. And with that being said, I can't blame her. So it just is what it is. Um, but at the same time, it's like I don't even care because she's so miserable in her life. I'm not even I'm not even pursuing her. to. You know, it, it, it's, it's a tough situation, folks. I'm so thankful for just everybody in my life that is in my life that I don't you could put a title on whatever you want it's just the same thing at work they're like man what what is your title now are you the safety guy you're out here welding things what is it put whatever title you want man I'm not worried about any fucking titles I'm not worried about this person that person you know what I mean I'm, I'm not worried about what people call me as long as people understand what my goal is and what I'm passionate about you know what I mean that's that's really my main focus um, at work, I'm the safety guy. Uh, they, they're like, why are you welding? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this as somebody else? End of the day, does it make it safer for everybody around? Boom. It's a win. That's what it comes down to for me. Um, I do. I, I love, I'm passionate about what I do. I love being in that seat. You know, you put that title on me. I take it very seriously. I walked out the other day and there's like six guys standing around their forklifts, I'm cool with every single one of them when it's one-on-one, when you're six-on-one and you're the only manager, you find yourself definitely outnumbered. I don't give a fuck, man. If you're standing around acting a fool, all of them sitting around smoking by a whole bunch of forklifts, all their forklifts are there, all of them have propane tanks walking by and they're just looking. I'm like, yeah, lucky I clocked out already. I'm not going to do this off the clock with anybody because they're no longer paying me for this, but I will educate them. I have the opportunity, so as I'm walking by, I'm like, man, if... If I was still clocked in, we'd be having a different discussion. But you guys do understand you're smoking around propane tanks. And one of the guys even turned around janitor. He's like, I don't even smoke. And I was like, and you're going to blow up with the rest of them. You know what I mean? As I'm walking away, it's just like, come on, dude, common sense. Like, these are literally six six fuel tanks within four feet of each of you. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, what is the point of this? It's really pointless. But at that, with that being said, I took it as a chance more to educate. I wasn't there to discipline anybody. Plus, I was already clocked out, so I'm not going to go, you know, do this off the clock. And I don't even know if I don't think I could legally do that. But with that being said, I could definitely pull something off, but I did, did not. Um, I could definitely have them go in, edit me back in on the clock and blah, 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 delete the punch and then do another punch out. No problem. But with that being said, life is good, folks. Life is good. Um, definitely some crazy shit at work for those that do listen. We had two SIF events, serious injury or fatalities. Um, it was just serious. You know, we had some pretty serious shit at our terminal. We had two dock departures. So we had two SIF events already going to work the other day after I'm pretty sure on the last podcast, I spoke about that. That was fucking crazy. Um, especially cause I'm the safety coordinator. So that all falls on me and my department. Well, we had a third one. We had a third one folks. And I've been there over a year. We had no SIF events. And over the last month we've had like three. We've had three. This one, nobody got injured, thankfully, but it was very close. Um, one of the drivers went in, 
I guess so. The way that it works is we get these trails. I, I, I work in the freight industry now, so I'm a safety coordinator. I'm the safety guy, so everything falls under me, basically. Um, we pull these. They come from the rail, so they come from the railroad. They pull these giant containers off, and they set them on the chassis. You Sometimes, I don't know where you guys live at, but you see the chassis like lined up. and I think they stand on the end over by the tires, and they like stand up sometimes, and they'll rack them together. To stack them together, however, I don't know how they, the terminology of that works, but they line them up, and then you'll see them in rows. They take them out, set them down, put the container on top, send it on the way. I guess there's some, you know, four connection points are supposed to be hooked in, blah, blah, blah. Um, I only say blah, 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 because I don't really know. I'm learning. You know, this is something that all the drivers know that they check very often. Um, I organize the pre-shift demos but i do that with other truck drivers i'm not the ones in there tell them telling these folks how to do it i sit back and listen because i don't know how to do it all i know is how to line up the people i'm the coordinator i coordinate this stuff um i'm not the actual person that has years of experience in it i actually have drivers that have done it for 20 30 years and i have them demonstrate because they have the knowledge they know more than i do i sit back and i learn from them so with that being said when I say blah, 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 there's a lot to it, but it's not where I step in. I, I pass it to somebody who actually knows the details. Um, I don't I, I don't know it all. I know enough to get me by, you know what I mean, to get everybody through this thing safely. And it was very interesting. So legally, I'll, I'll get onto that part later, the legal part of it with the hazmat shit. But hazardous material stuff, a whole other thing. So they're pulling out. Uh, the driver, they got a load in there. Now, when the load is in there, people, you got to understand weight distribution. Weight distribution is huge in the industry. How you load that truck is going to determine whether or not it makes it down the road if the motherfucker's clamped in. But if the trailer's not clamped in, you have a whole other thing. Or the container is not clamped onto the chassis, you have a whole other thing. Now, I don't know how this chassis and container made it into the yard because that's more of a line haul thing. Typically, the P&D drivers don't do it too much, but they will occasionally if they're helping out going to the yard, so they help out P&D. So they will do it. So it needs to be taught to all of my guys, but guys and gals, all of my drivers. But with that being said, for the most part, it's a line haul thing. Plus, this was a line haul driver that did this shit. Line haul, they're the ones that pull stuff far. You know, they'll be out a couple days. P&D, that's more of the short, everybody's home at night. Go out, hit the city runs, you know, drop off here, drop off there, get home, do maybe 8 to 12 hours, 13 hours, get back, go home. So that's the difference between line haul P&D. So I've got P&D, line haul, that's a different different department, doesn't really fall under me, but I do help them out and I put in all their, you know, accidents and stuff. I, I do help them out whenever I can. With that being said, um, guess the dude didn't fasten the container to the chassis. Made it all the way back in, thankfully. Um, and then we loaded it on the dock. As he was pulling away, I guess it's like 3.30 in the morning. He makes it like two turns, and the container just fell right off the chassis. So he's in his big semi. He's in, you know, in a, he's in our yard, which means he's driving around with all the other big trucks, making a left-hand turn, and next thing you know, Boom, his entire container comes falling off, hits the floor. Lands on its side, man. And at this point, this is, you know, thankfully nobody was crushed. Just imagine. I mean, that there is no stopping that thing. Nothing was damaged. Thankfully, he didn't hit anything. 
Um, but this is a catastrophic event. I mean, this is very scary when my job is to pre- prevent these types of things. And I failed on, you know, training wise, I definitely could have trained it. But this guy now, with that being said, this employee and it'll all be under investigation, but he, he failed to do his pre-shift, uh, pre, you know, you walk, you check your equipment before you ever operate something that is your responsibility. Um, everybody is responsible for that. So if you operate those types of things, you need to be aware of what to do. He is plenty aware of what to do. Um, I was with the line hall trainers and just speaking with them the entire time. So we all spoke, you know what I mean? Got together. It was very interesting, um, ordeal to say the least. Typically this is the only thing we'd be dealing with. But like I said, we've had like three in the last month. So it is catastrophic, at this point, especially as a safety coordinator, I'm just watching it just like, man, shaking my head, shaking my head. My safety team is just a disaster. It's uh, a lot of privileged people, you know, and I don't mean that in a good way, but a lot of people that just know people that got put into situations that they call the safety team. They don't give a shit about safety. They're not over here teaching anything. They just want to take the path of least resistance a bunch of older gentlemen that are ready to retire ready to hit the road and are not trying to teach anybody that they have not taught before um they used to be D drivers they're you know they feel free they feel uh accepted amongst the D drivers so they walk over there and they'll speak with them about oh, hey guys we should do this and hey guys we should watch for this and this is literally their whole job they don't do shit they train a couple people every once in a while but for the most part can't tell you what they do. Um, one guy took a couple weeks off, the, the head trainer, and nobody even noticed, you know, because they really don't do anything. When we have the new hires, they do, a, you know, two days with the new hires. They do a little bit there. But for the most part, they're not doing anything. Um, very interesting how they, they got it set up, but it's one of the main, main managers, you know, husband is the main trainer, and he, I guess, medically can't drive or something or, you know, he has his own issues, and so he's in this uh, spot where he gets to do a lot of nothing, which yeah, it sucks because he has safety in his name. Safety's going, you know, we have all these SIF events, and I can't get them to help in any way, shape, or form. Very frustrating, especially if, you know, their goal is not the same as mine. My goal is definitely to prevent an injury or to, you know, get these guys home safe, where others' goals, uh, is very clear to see, is just to get to retirement. Um think he's got maybe two years left and he's not trying to go talk to new crowds or do anything in that nature. He's just trying to get to retirement. So I see it and it's just, it's very sad, very sad. Um, I know that for those that don't know, it's more of a union company. So it's very new to me as I was learning it. I definitely see it now. And it's very strange because we don't have the competitiveness. Um, I love competition. I love everything about it. I love being competitive, I love the best man for the job type thing. It is not that. It is definitely not that. Um, granted, this is, isn't even based on seniority. This is all based on favoritism. It's not even a seniority type thing. This is all, it, it almost seems like corruption has created this. But with that being said, it's very odd. Um, very odd that I can't get, you know, safety people with like mindsets to even be out here teaching safety. But with that being said, man, they cannot stop me. They cannot stop me. I got my goals. Um, got to make it happen. And I love it. I got the lights up in the yard. I got 26 lights up for the guys, all led. This thing is bright. You know what I mean? At night. So they finally got some lights up. 
that's a beautiful thing. So that's looking up. Terminal manager, the big dog up in charge. He gave his two-week notice, so he's leaving. He's the one that I've been doing all the welding for and everything. But, you know, not even with that. Like I said, my goal is to keep everybody safe. So even now that he's given us two weeks, I'm still out here welding, helping everybody out. Companies got to figure out what they're going to do to keep this place up and running. But up until then, I'll do whatever I can. Um, plus, I love doing this type of stuff, so it doesn't really matter to me. Oh, I wonder if I should bring my tools to work today. See, that's the funny thing is I am the safety guy. Everybody there knows me as the safety guy. I'll walk around my clipboard sometimes, but at the same time, you also see me walking through my welder if it keeps them safe. I really don't mind doing whatever I can for everybody there. But with that being said, um, they start throwing, you know, the titles around. Like I said, everybody starts, hey, man, what are you now? What are you now? Throw whatever title you want, guys. I've been called worse. It doesn't really matter. And then people just start laughing about it, you know what I mean? Because got to understand, man, we're not the same. Our goals are not the same. A lot of people drive by, hey, are they paying you more? I'm like, no, sir. They say, oh, that's bullshit. They, they tell me, that's bullshit, man. You're doing two jobs today. I'm like, hey, man, we're not, you know what I mean? We're not the same. We are not the same. I'm not driven by money anymore. I definitely have lived that life. I definitely need to live that life more. Um, as, you know, most people around me will tell you, um, I don't mind working for people's, you know, on their cars or whatever. I'm always helping people out. But when it comes to charging people, I suck, man. Even as a drug dealer, I always sucked. I suck at, you know, in business pretty much at putting a price on something. I always price myself too little to where I'm giving the best deals and I'm doing what I can, but then I burn myself out because I'm not getting enough on my end and I'm basically doing things for free. You know, I was doing shirt, shirt orders sometimes where the stupid glitter vinyl would be so expensive. It almost cost me money. It might've even cost me money to make orders sometimes. And it was just interesting, man. Interesting. I've always needed to get better. I've always tried to give the best deals and hook people up. Um, I definitely talked about this. I think last podcast, cause you know, selling drugs is always, it was selling weed was easy. Um, was hard for me cause I consumed a lot of it and I always like to hook people up cause those are typically like my buddies, my buddies, you know what I mean? People come through, want to smoke with you. So you hook them up and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of the harder drugs was easy cause I kind of broke it down. I need this much for this amount and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do it with you. So I'm going to give it to you. You do that on your time. You know what I mean? That was a little different, definitely different. Um, but I do like a lot of brake jobs and stuff. And then after we get the parts and everything, we spend $200 in parts. And next thing I know, it's hard for me to charge them. You know what I mean? Another 100, 150 on top of that. So I'd be like, ah, just give me two, 250 Make 50 bucks off it. And it ends up costing me three, four hours of work. Um, that's $10 an hour when you start breaking it down. It's like, this ain't this ain't adding up. You know what I mean? It, it sucks after because I got a lot of taxes and shit. So. Um, not that I pay taxes on my labor, but on those parts. And so $200 in parts, man, you're talking another $20 in taxes, man. It's crazy. But with that being said, AutoZone is right around the corner. It's so convenient. I try not to use AutoZone. I definitely try to get my parts online and get them shipped here. But that's not always the case when you have an empl- a customer's car at your crib and they're trying to leave and you're trying to get it out of there anyways. But with that being said... I love fixing cars, man. I love people bring me their problems, and I get to spend the time and get it fixed up. Uh, just finished up wiring up a 88 Honda CRX wiring harness, so got the whole new wiring harness um, in the engine bay hooked up. 
Went to test fire it yesterday, and everything just went black. Battery's dead. Uh, tried to charge it. Went to 86%. Wouldn't get any higher. Not sure if the battery's a problem or if the car's a problem. Maybe after work today, I'll take that down to AutoZone and test the battery. Hopefully, it's not the... Hopefully it is the battery because otherwise I got another problem and uh, I don't want to do all that shit. So with that being said, hopefully it's just a battery. It is a three-year-old battery, uh, two-year warranty, so it's on the brink. It could be either or. Um, I don't know if I want to get into the techniques of that because people probably ain't trying to know my problems with that stuff. But yeah, definitely been working on the car situation. Um, Definitely been struggling on rent increase uh for those i don't know about across the world but definitely in california inflation like a motherfucker man in america just the government kept printing money devalued the dollar everything's going up and now my rent's gone up another five hundred dollars i think five hundred dollars a month so i'm up to like two thousand two hundred a month fucking crazy but for those that don't know see i used to have like a a grow house. So when I got back and I was making, I made a good amount of money when I was out of state working and I tried to invest, you know, business wise, financially, um, and to start growing. So as I was had, you know, my grow going, growing a medical marijuana and, uh, selling that. And then what I was doing, I had a whole setup with automated watering and everything, spent a lot of money on the led light system. So I got a four bedroom house. It's not, doesn't have the um, central air. It doesn't have all the nice, you know, comforts and things that we would like. But at the same time, I had four bedrooms. I had the ability to grow plenty of marijuana and assist, you know, financially on paying. So I kind of looked at it as roommates, basically. You know what I mean? And I would just grow. But with that being said, I got full custody of my son and his life continued. He was getting older. I didn't want that stuff around him. So I stopped growing. At that point, I have a four-bedroom house now I need to pay for, but we started having kids. Uh, we had it, you know, I had a baby with um, my lady at the time, and we just started our family. So the room started filling themselves, and we just, you know, kept it going. It all worked out. No more growing, no no locked doors, nothing that the that I was ashamed of the kids walking into. So life is good. You know, I'm always in the garage. I got my little Hondas going, and uh, life changed, so... I adapted, you know what I mean? I love it. I'm, I don't regret any of it. Uh, I definitely miss growing sometimes. It's something special about coming home and just seeing your plants and seeing the progress and watching them and trimming them and, you know, helping them fight off bugs and diseases and things like that because, you know, they get their powdery white mildew or whatever plants. They, they go through their own thing. I, I learned the importance of a schedule and keeping, you know, your light's got to be on a schedule and throwing off that schedule and what it does. Um, it's crazy to see what the amount of lights for the amount of hours when you cut down the hours and it starts budding and stuff. I learned so much from it. Um, definitely learned. I've always loved gardening, grew up gardening. We made corn and watermelon and things like that. So it's always been like in my, you know, it's in me. It's definitely in me. So I loved it. But I just remember the one day, you know, just, always wondering, you know, my son's going to open that door and have questions. And those are questions that I don't want to answer. So it's just easier for me to get rid of that stuff and have it out of here. Um, not that it ever brought me any trouble and never brought people around the house. Cause all the people that I would actually slang to, they already knew me and were actually coming around. So I keep a real small tight circle. Um, definitely 
weed moves fast, so I could never even grow to keep up with their demand, let alone I never needed to expand to anybody else. Um, but out of that scene, so always been flipping into other stuff, tried the NFT thing, that that that's fallen off. I, I wasted I wasted a lot of money. NFT folks can't lie, but that was a very educational process with Ethereum, those that don't know. The gas fees alone were up over $100 just to get the NFT. You haven't even paid for the NFT yet. So let's say you paid $100 for the NFT, $150 for gas. That's $250. Now the NFT is worth nothing. Gas is like $6 now. Can't even sell the damn thing for $6. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's sad, man. But I learned a lot. Definitely learned a lot. Um, NFTs, non-fungible tokens for people that don't know. Just computer things. Um Actually, contracts, but if you make a contract with somebody that's going to be worth nothing, it doesn't really matter because the group is still worth nothing. So even if you got a piece of something worth nothing, you still got nothing. So it's, it's very interesting, very interesting. Um, Learned a lot, learned a hell of a lot. I still do invest in NFTs, especially uh, UFC Strike, fully invested in UFC Strike. A little bit of NFL all day, but I'll sell all of that here very soon and invest it in UFC Strike. That's what I should do can actually start doing that today um, while I'm at work. It's not a bad idea. Um, I do enjoy NFL all day. I've definitely spent some money in that category, but I don't mind selling out of that. I do believe that the NFL will be, you know, it's 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 dying. I think that they're too um, politically inclined, especially with all the kneeing and everything. They lost a lot of fans. Plus, we have the head injuries coming into play. We're losing a lot of you know, a lot of uh, ability to play. You're pulling quarterbacks left and right for head injuries. You don't have your starting quarterback in the whole time. It kills a lot of the games. They're just killing the sport. I don't see the NFL growing at this point. I actually see people boycotting them over different things, over, you know, politics type shit. And then I don't see it growing like I do the UFC. UFC is more international across the world. There's fighters across the world as compared to, NFL is only right here in America. Um, I'm hoping UFC just continues to grow outside of America so everybody's involved, especially when I'm, you know, in the discords and stuff. There's a lot more people internationally, which, you know, as long as your fan base, it just gives you so much more opportunity. Plus, those that don't know, I've been watching UFC so long. I remember when it was illegal. So it went from being illegal to being just mainstream, blowing up. Now they got this slap competition. I don't watch that shit. Um, but UFC, man, I do believe in it. As long as Dana White's there, I know that shit's growing, even though he just slapped the hell out of his wife. But, you know, he just started that slap league, and then he slapped his wife. Not saying that there's a coincidence, but, hey, y'all, y'all just saying one plus one. Um, with that being said, UFC, man, that shit has been wild. UFC 285 just passed. That was uh, Surreal Gone versus John Jones. John Jones smashed. Surreal gone in the first round, I believe. Yeah, round one with the guillotine choke. That was an amazing performance. John Jones, the uh, cocaine nightmare. You know what I mean? That dude, for those that don't know, he's the greatest of all times in mixed martial arts. Came up positive for multiple drug tests of cocaine after fights, steroids after fights. Um, Man, the dude's been gone for three years, moved up to heavyweight, and just destroyed. Before he was a light heavyweight and destroyed the entire division, pretty much undefeated. He has one, like, disqualification for some bullshit elbow. But with that being said, should have got disqualified against Anthony Smith, I believe it was, with the knee. Anthony Smith continued on, got smashed. Um, But, yeah, John Jones, man, one hell of a fighter. 
the greatest of all times, and still smashing, still smashing. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko got choked out by Alexa Grasso. That was huge. I think it was round four from a rear naked choke. That was wild. Definitely didn't see Valentina going down. One of the she definitely the goat of that division, um, smashing people left and right. Um, that's going to be a crazy rematch. Definitely see Valentina smashing through Grasso, even though it was a good fight. Uh, Alexa was, you know, throwing putazo. She was throwing hands out there. That was a great fight. Uh, we have Ramadov or whatever his name was. He was fighting against uh, Jeff Neal. That was one hell of a fight. Uh, Jeff Neal came in overweight, so we, we do have to give you, you know what I mean, what you deserve. But uh, with that being said, fight of the night, one hell of a war. He got choked out. I think it was a third round by a rear naked choke standing. Um, that was one hell of a war, though. Three rounds of just smashing. Uh, Matthew Gamrot, he smashed on Jalen Turner. Actually, it, it was a split decision. It was a very good fight, but I think, you know, I'd say smashed on because it was more of a wrestling. Gamrot was definitely trying to do the wrestling while Jalen Turner was standing and just banging. Um, Jalen Turner, great on the, the feet, definitely needs to work on his wrestling, even though he was doing, he did great. Gamrot was just wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Same thing that happened over this weekend with the UFC. Uh, before I jump to that, Bo Nichols did defeat Jamie Pickett in a very controversial win just due to a low blow. Um, but with that being said, Bo Nickel was going to smash him either way. So, Bo Nickel, congratulations on your UFC appearance, appearance uh, debut. Basically coming out from college wrestling, one of the best of all time, they, they're saying, and he came out and continued on in the UFC doing pretty much the same thing, just wrestling it down, and he's got a lot of work to do, but with that being said, great start to the career. Um, this past weekend was UFC Las Vegas, I believe. That one was, it was a decent man. I'm not going to lie. Peter Yawn was out there. He fought, uh, I forget the guy's name. I can't even pronounce it. It's it's a one of those Middle Eastern names, I believe it is, but he was just one hell of a wrestler. Kept wrestling. He did like over 40 takedown attempts. He just kept shooting, shooting, shooting. Only got like six takedowns, so it was just literally shot after shot. Not very entertaining, but with that being said, I respect it. Um, definitely, you know, I've practiced enough to understand the skill involved in that, so I'm not a hater. But with that being said, definitely not entertaining. People aren't going to be wanting to watch him fight. It's not good for the business. It's not good for entertainment. But with that being said, it is the fighting. Um, he will get, you know, guys like that always come along and and it, he'll get his day. He'll get his day and, and, you know, we'll just watch him rise. But people don't want to watch him fight. It wasn't entertaining. Nobody's talking about it. Um it sucks, you know what I mean? It It is what it is, but with that being said, I totally, like I said, I respect it. been watching fighting a long time, and the worst thing about these fighting now that when I'm watching it, and I don't know if I'm the only one, but Daniel Cormier is ass, man. Daniel Cormier is just commentating as... Like, I'd literally rather watch it on mute, and I never found him funny. This is just my personal opinion, but maybe I'll put a poll out on Twitter and just see what people think, but honestly... Daniel Cormier never found him entertaining when he was a fighter. Um, and I mean, as you know, his talking and everything, the only time I found him entertaining was when John Jones was just roasting him. He was, you know, we all laughed at him. He was never said anything that anybody ever wanted to listen to. 
Um, only Joe Rogan liked him and put him, I believe, is the reason why he's in his spot. Definitely, I don't think anybody ever wanted to listen to uh, Daniel Cormier talking. I guess people may want to. He has a podcast now with uh, Ryan Clark, who's a piece of shit. I can't stand that dude. Um, I remember him. I can't recall it to the word, but I remember he pulled some racist shit. Just, I forget what it was, but yeah, I definitely know that dude has, if I ever get to see him, I get to see him. And I remember saying that. And if you ever need to find me, you know where to find me. I remember saying that as well. Don't know why I don't like you, but I know I don't like you. So we can definitely smash that one out. But um, with that being said, uh, Daniel Cormier, like I was saying, I, I can't stand listening to the guy, man. It just, John's Jones, John Jones is the greatest, man. And especially listening to Daniel Cormier, everybody's watching the announcement. He doesn't give John Jones the credit he deserves. He just very one-sided. He always talks. I mean, and he has a lot of knowledge. Plenty of knowledge. You do if you want knowledge being spit. I mean, you can get a lot of wrestling knowledge when they're oh, when somebody's going for a single leg. He'll he'll tell you what they're doing wrong or where they're at. If that's what you want to hear during, you know, if you want to hear a wrestling coach while they're in the act of wrestling, great person for the job. But other than that, besides those moments, I mean, a lot of people don't want to listen to a wrestling coach. We love Joe Rogan because he's entertaining, but he's also funny. He's also you know he's entertainment. Um, Daniel Cormier is not entertaining in any way, shape, or form. I do see a lot of this. It, it's very strange. I know a lot of our culture right now is, you know, uh, very black empowerment, we're going to say, with a lot of just the announcers and um, a president, for example, and a lot of that has been the mainstream lately. Um, it's very strange because I think, at least in my communities, there's a lot more Hispanics, and they've been uh, very quiet as of, not as of late, but just in general. Um, but there are definitely a lot more Hispanic people where I live, which is strange because we haven't had any, you know, conversation about a Hispanic president. But maybe that's just in the lower, you know, Southern California. Everybody knows we're right, right next to Mexico. So at least over here, it's very strange that we don't have more uh, Mexicans individuals up there. But it's with that being said, I know like, uh, what's the name? Mr. Biden, he even said, I believe that he was going to get a woman of color to be, you know, his runner-up, and it's just, I mean, that's sexual discrimination and racial profiling at the same time. So if you're a white man, if you're a white man, you have no fucking shot. Like, literally, you cannot get this job because you have been discriminated against in every way, shape, or form. So you can't even, can't even apply. Save your time. Why? You weren't born of the right color. Like, that's complete discrimination. So I don't play that shit. I think everybody should have the equal chance. Um, as soon as you say... I'm getting a woman of color. You literally, when you say you're getting a woman, you just took it 50% um, of people can now apply. And of color, you literally just cut that 50% down to another ratio. Let's say to 30%. Um, and that it's, it's wild to me. Um, I don't think people should be, I think it's best person for the job. Like I said, I don't do the seniority thing. I don't do any of that. I, I love competition. I think that everybody, everything should be open. We should all, you know what I mean? Give us a starting line and see who runs the fastest. Um, with that being said, when you don't run, I mean, we can have classes, different classes and stuff, so you can keep it competitive. Um, definitely, if you've any part of competition, that's part of what they do. You know what I mean? Whether it's by weight or by age or however they need to do it, but there's definitely you do things and keep it competitive. But that's just the way I've grown up. I haven't been in that atmosphere for a while, and I definitely miss it, so... I look forward to getting back in a competitive atmosphere. 
how is that going to happen? Um, 100%, I'm hoping it's the start of a business. I can't tell you all what I'm going to do. Um, I'm definitely looking for a lot of problems. There's plenty of problems in this world and plenty of things that I can solve. I'm just trying to figure out how I can be the most impactful, helpful, and value-driven. You know, I just want something where I want to create a job or an opportunity. I don't know. You can call it a job if you want to, but I want to create the opportunity for people to make a living doing what they love and come in every day and just say, this is our, you know, what we're trying to get to. And this is what we're doing to try to get there. And we want to work towards it. You know, it's something you can be passionate about where I work at right now. Everybody comes in, hangs their head. There's not a goal to really reach. Nobody sees the big picture. Everybody's just getting their paycheck and complain about, Hey, we need pay raises, you know? And it's not like, we're not trying to achieve anything. We're not trying to make the world better. We're just moving freight. Hey, they need a package from here to there. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. But there's no real purpose to it. So I would like to have a purpose. I'm looking for it every way, shape, and form. Um, I would love to jump in with anybody else that does have something like that. I mean, I would love I love jumping in, and I would love to learn, and I will assist. Um, we'll work for equity, you know what I mean, type things. Definitely, man. I'm living. I'm learning, folks. I'm still an idiot. But with that being said, I'm trying to share all my mistakes. Uh, NFTs, what I can tell you there is, man, there's a lot of them lost. A lot of them lost. I definitely should have bought a V friend. Um, I've spoken about that regret multiple times. I don't have to tell you over and over. I'm looking at them all over my bookshelf right now. I mean, I love what Gary V's doing. I haven't even been listening to him lately. I know the VCon. Uh, tickets just went for sale. You got to check those out, folks. I'm not traveling that far. Um, definitely not traveling that far to go see something like that. I wish that I valued that more, but at the same time, man, I would rather go to Washington and see my son. You know what I mean? Just family type things. I totally understand that that can change my life, but at this point, my life is not valued around me. Um, my son's 14. I'm looking at another four or five years. He may be going to the military or something. I may never see him again. So I just got to be thankful. You know what I mean? Every day I'm trying to take that opportunity. Um, I went this weekend. I didn't really see my daughter that fucking hurt, um, really bad. But with that being said, you know, I didn't even know if I was going to see her. So when I wake up any morning that she is here, man, it's just so easy to just put my head next to her. She punches me in the nose or whatever by accident while she's sleeping and she just cuddles up with my head and I just lay there man for hours and just let her just be comfortable and just listening to her breathing you know what I mean it's just I love it man it literally gives me a purpose in life so whatever you guys' purpose is folks uh, guys gals everybody man I truly hope you know if there's anything that I can do to help you all let me know I loved it any you know podcast is open if anybody wants to get on hit me in the dms i can always get you on we can always talk about it um i really really folks i'm I'm gonna figure this shit out i'm gonna figure out a way just to i don't care about monetizing i just want to find a solution and just help people around Uh, definitely for all the knowledge that i have over the years from shit i can welding you want to talk about cars you want to talk about you know fixing stuff i I do most of the stuff around the house even though we we rent you know what i mean i need to do more especially like yard work and stuff but there's always things once i get into something like when i was doing the shirts and everything i love to perfect things or at least get become great at them and the ability to be great at certain things um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna log off because I need to get get ready for work. I need to get my day started, get my week started. I hope everybody's week is awesome. 
Um, let's have a week where we grow. Definitely try to set some goals. I know that I said that I'm going to be doing this. I did set some goals. I still haven't got my damn car running. So until I get that one, I, I have failed on my goals. But I'm busting my ass, folks, trying to get it done. I need to stay away from the poker tables. I know that. So I've been doing better. Um, with that being said, I just sold an NFT. T- uh, whether this morning or last night. I don't know. I woke up seeing that I got like a hundred and something dollars off an NFT. Gonna slap that on a poker tournament and probably play a big one, maybe like a fifty dollar buy in or something. Cause I need to make this damn rent and I ain't gonna make it no other way. So I gotta figure this shit out. Either that or flip that and jump it over to the UFC strike and see if I can jump on something over there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So I got a couple options to make. Probably going to sell some sports cards. That's what I need to do because I got them sitting around. But right now, folks, I need to invest in my damn. I need to get this business going. I need to get something going to where we can all jump on it. And those that want to be part of something, I need to, I want to give the opportunity, man. I think that would be an amazing thing to accomplish in my life is to be able to provide people the opportunity to provide for their family. I think that would be awesome. I know a lot of people want to have three kids, but I would really like to provide three adults the opportunity to provide for their family you know what i mean because everybody can make kids but when was the last time somebody actually gave an adult an opportunity that's fucking hard uh laying on your back and making another baby that shit's pretty easy but to take care of all these grown-ass people everybody can have three kids but when was the last time you're gonna uh, when you leave will you even leave three opportunities behind you know what i mean you just want to have more children and expect the government to provide the opportunities. It's like, that's a fucking outrageous way of thinking. But with that being said, I'm the nutso, I'm the idiot and I'm out. I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. And I hope y'all have an awesome week, man. The time has come. You've been listening to the nipple whiskers podcast with your host, Bob dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one...